Welcome to another episode of Deep Shift. I'm Michael Armstrong, and my guest today is Apache Rose, a tarot reader and conscious creator on TikTok. Apache, welcome. Hi. It's great to have you here. Uh, I found you on TikTok, and which you're kind of just blowing up right now on TikTok. Uh, yeah, it was kind of surprising. I was like very... <laughs> It was very shocking. Like at first, when I first started making videos, I was like, what? Like people like this stuff? I know, right? <laughs> and you have a lot of conscious content. You, you, it's like the full spectrum from spirituality to almost like maybe conspiracy theory kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, it's kind of like whatever I'm feeling at the moment or whatever sparks my interest or joy um, that I think is like helpful or interesting. Um, so it's kind of all over the place. And like, so since the moon is my chart ruler as well, I tend to go with the phases of the moon. So as I'm going through the flow, my interests and stuff tend to change as well. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can 100% relate with that. And I, I got on TikTok earlier this year and I found it fascinating how interested a, a lot of people are in this stuff. Right. Um, I had like two followers and then I started posting about energy and then I had like 40,000 followers. So well, it's because it's so hard to find the information. And when you do find the information, the books are such a, a dry, complicated read that not a lot of people were taught the reading comprehension to be able to sit down, read it, and then understand it. And it's not saying that like, oh, people are dumb. It's just, we're not taught how to read those kind of books. So it's difficult and it's, you can't really find them very easily or ones that you feel like are reliable. And when you start getting into like a reality that's beyond what you can see, it helps having somebody else experiencing reading and knowing the same things to validate of like, okay, so this is a thing or this is that or whatever. It just, it, mm. so people are looking for that information, that validation that they're not alone in this knowledge. Yeah. So. It's so beneficial, especially for awakening moments. Like I had my awakening about yeah. 10 years ago and that was like mm -hmm. just before like social media, you know, so yeah. I couldn't go on and, and find out like what just happened. Like, like it was the craziest experience of my life. And I just had to, like, I went on message boards. I was like, okay, you know, yeah, read every it. religion I could find, every yeah. reality, like philosophy. I was just posting, like, can someone just tell me what happened? And it's so cool that social media exists now and so many people are talking about it. Exactly. Cause I remember, so I would say I was about around the same time. So when I was 15 and 16, I really started experiencing a lot of paranormal, including like that whole alien abduction story that I shared on my TikTok. So for me, I started being like, okay, well, I'm experiencing this. Like, what is this? So I got into all the paranormal shows and the books and stuff like that. And then I got into crystals and I remember, and it was way before anybody was open to it at all. And I remember specifically, I had a roommate who she literally went off on me and said that I was crazy, insane, and a nut job because I thought that crystals had power hmm. or energy. And I was like, but I have this whole book, right? Like I had like two like different books on it with research and all of it. I was like, what do you mean? Like it's science. There's a crystal in your phone and this computer and your watch. Like that's how they work. Like, I don't know. So I understand what you're saying. It's remarkable. Uh, so the alien abduction story. Will oh, you, yeah. Will you share that briefly? Uh, what, what happened for you? Okay, so what's weird about this story is that I didn't have a memory of it for a while. The reason that I 
even started pursuing it was, so all the ghost paranormal stuff was happening to me. So then I started watching all the paranormal stuff. And of course, you know, aliens get tied into there. And I remember specifically, I was watching this documentary that was talking about um, alien abductees usually don't know that they've been abducted, but they all have missing gaps of time. Mm. And so I was like joking about it with a friend and I was like, oh, I have a missing gap of time, like yada, yada, yada. And so he was like, oh, well, I come from a family of hypnotists. Do you want to find out what happened in that time? And I wasn't really taking it serious. This is the most messed up part is I really wasn't taking it that serious. I really didn't think that I actually got abducted. I was just like, oh, I have a missing gap of time. And we do the hypnosis and sure as shit, like, sorry, I don't know if I can cuss, <laughs> but um, uh, memories ended up popping up. And then from there, it took me, I would say it took me about a year to even process it before I really started talking about it. Um, because it was so, I didn't believe myself like for a while. Like I definitely went through like a denial and all that. And it is traumatic. Like if you accept that too. So then you're going through that as well. So you um, were under hypnosis and mm -hmm. did, were you aware while you were being hypnotized or did you listen afterwards? Um, I was somewhat aware. Yes. So I remember, so when he took me, cause basically we did it to where it was almost like, like a deep meditation so I can access these memories. Right. And so what was so compelling about when he put me under or whatever, um, was I was having an extreme emotional response. So he actually ended up pulling me out without digging for more information. Like I only have a snippet of what happened. I didn't, I haven't done a full delve into the memory, but I was having such an extreme emotional reaction that he got nervous and actually pulled me out. He said he could see my heart beating in my throat. And I was so scared that when he was asking me questions, I had started to whisper and he was like, why are you whispering? And I responded saying, because I don't want it to hear me. Hmm. Yeah. Do you so know what happened to you? Like, were you, was the <laughs> picture clear or does, was it just what's what's weird about the memory is some of it is very clear but it's almost as if some parts of the memory are blurred out now i don't know if that's me protecting myself blurring it out because at the time where my consciousness was i don't think i could have handled a, vi a vivid memory i think that that would have been too much so i don't know if it's like necessarily you know like higher self being like oh you're not ready for that information we're gonna blur that you can only access this much for this part of your journey or if it was a full tampering of the memory or not yeah interesting yeah in, in a lot of dolores cannon's books uh mm -hmm. she's a past life regressionist and yeah she takes people uh, under who have these gaps in time and they describe mm -hmm. being abducted they just you know they describe the process of being mm -hmm. essentially checked up on and a lot of them realize that the the piece is missing because humans are born with amnesia like we don't know where we came from right but um uh these beings who then abduct people are really we already have agreements with them and they're kind of our family from other uh, other you know distant star systems. yeah and they're just like checking up to like see how we're doing and all that uh, and yeah. usually it's like friendly, but because right. it would be so scary, it's just blocked off completely. Right. And so this is where, this is where it gets kind of weird for me because for me, I don't feel like my experience was friendly, like at all. And I, and I can say that like taking away, like the fear from it, like what ended up happening during, so what I do know from digging into it later, working with guides and deeper meditation and things like that, um, 
was they had tried to actually hinder my purpose and hinder my like ability. And it sounds so fucking wild, but um, they sounds pretty normal to me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but it was, they had put, so basically they weren't the whole thing in the memory was they weren't able to manipulate my emotions, like how they do other people from what I heard. So they were not able to calm me down. They had to trick me in order to get me to calm down. And I ended up fighting back. So, um, they actually put an energetic like implant on my throat chakra in the back. Um, which literally directly blocks your divine purpose. Mm. Um, and then when I went, so I work with this wonderful woman, um, and she is clairvoyant and clairaudient. So she helps me a lot because I'm clairsentient and empathic and cognizant. So I don't, it's much more difficult for me to receive like clear messages sometimes, um, without my ego mind being ridiculous. Um, but anyway, so the first time I went to meet with her and I was basically about to step into my power and merge with my higher self and purpose and all that, they tried to interfere and like the cameras would get messed up, like all this stuff. And we had to do like a clearing, like it's, I, they did not want me to be doing what I'm doing Mm. and have tried to attempt to scare me do things with like, like nightmares, like you name it. Um, I have like a bunch of stories about it that I actually haven't really like shared, <laughs> hmm. but yeah, it's, it's been a lot. So my encounter, um, I would say was not positive. Yeah. Which is also a thing. Certainly right. also a thing, you know, right. there are, there are some beings who are, are trying to impede the awakening of humanity. Right. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, crazy that that exists but you know i guess on a on a higher higher level it is all still kind of orchestrated from our highest selves right that's why like i try yeah and that's why i try not to like have any solid belief on what is or isn't because the your perception changes so much as you grow and you learn and you experience so there are certain experiences that I've had, which would you would consider at first, maybe negative. Right. But in hindsight, looking at it now, I'm like, that was actually a huge blessing because had I not, you know, fallen on my face, I would not have understood this concept. Right. So, um, I try to be very careful when deciding or being like, this is good, or this is bad mm-hmm. because it really only is good or bad from your level of conscious at that point. And I know that there's levels beyond where I'm at now. So I try to, you know, stay open grain of salt, and then also just kind of follow my heart the most. Cause I can feel it in my heart center. Um, when it's really, really off or not, then, then that's kind of how I navigate that. Yeah. It's, it, it's, uh, it reminds me of when people, uh, some people kind of complain about their childhood or like their parents Mm -hmm. and like from the higher perspective, we chose our parents, even if it's Mm -hmm. an abusive relationship, uh, we chose to experience the abuse so that we could grow in a certain way for our soul, because maybe in a previous lifetime, we were the abuser and we wanted to experience what, what that was like. And then, you know, I think it's, yeah, sorry. I, it's more like, so somebody posted this really awesome video and I love this perception of it is most empaths and people who awaken their empathic abilities and things like that comes from extreme trauma to where in order to survive, you had to be hyper aware and sensitive to those subtle vibrations. Right. So 
I think in putting it that way, then you can look back and alchemize your perception on those traumas and horrible things that happen. But if you just kind of, and I feel like this is why sometimes people have a hard time coming to that point after they go through these horrible, horrible things, um, is, you know, you would not be the person you are with the sensitivities you have and the understanding you have of a bigger picture had you not hit that rock bottom and felt that pain firsthand and then had to survive. And I feel like if you can word it or put it that way, one, it's, it's more empowering rather than like, oh, well you chose this and it's for the greater good. Like, you know, I've having gone through a bunch of crap myself, like I would have been like, get out of here with that. Like this sucks. You know what I mean? But if you put it in a way where it's like, you can see the power in it, like that's a fucking powerful thing that you were able to go through these, these abuses and come out the other side and alchemize that pain and alchemize that darkness into your light, into what's going to put you into your next phase. Like, that's the way to look at it. It's like every time something gets put in your lap that hurts, breaks your heart and is extremely painful, you can alchemize that at any point into your own power onto your next level. Yeah, such a great point and very empowering. And I think a part of the awakening path, mm -hmm. like stepping from victim mentality to this empowered mentality. Right, where, like, exactly. Everything is here for our greatest good. Uh, I'm not sure. Yeah. We both forgot to silence our phones. My phone went off earlier. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, funny facetime on the computer just pops up uh so have you have you always been sort of like on this awakened path like have you felt kind of awakened as like a child like yeah so i went through i went through uh childhood trauma really young like four four or five so i was you know way more aware than my peers for a long time um, I was also way more sensitive than my peers for a long time and i didn't know no one um had really like mentioned it. My mom hadn't super gotten into it yet. So I didn't have anyone around, but, um, so I have kind of like, cause I used to see auras as a kid, but I didn't know what they were. So then I explained them away and then it went away over time. Um, so yeah, no, I've kind of, I got started off like right off the bat. Yeah. I got a lesson like right away. Yeah. <laughs> so how, where's your path now? What's, what's like, how are you headed? You had this, you had this crazy experience. Your throat yeah. chakra was healed. This woman helped, yeah. helped mm -hmm. kind of heal it and clear it, uh, which is super dope and awesome. Yeah. Well, I actually used a YouTube meditation from Steve Nobel, which he has the most amazing guided meditations. Um, and a biofeedback lady had actually, um, I mentioned to her the alien thing because I trusted her, obviously. And then she's like, do this meditation. And then I had removed it. And when I removed it, that's then when I got connected to that woman. So it was the second I removed it, then the dominoes started falling. It was the only thing that was in the way. And then it was just. Wow. Yeah. How cool is that? A, yeah. YouTube, a YouTube meditation helped mm -hmm. on this path. Yep. Like it, it's just the power of YouTube and of the internet yes. at this moment. Yes. It's the really information remarkable. sharing the Aquarius. <laughs> Right. Yeah. That freedom of information. It's just, yes. there, you know, it's like now it's not about getting killed for sharing information. It's about mm -hmm. making your information interesting enough and entertaining enough that people actually right. want to listen to it. Cause there's so much out there. Exactly. Um, but yeah. Uh, so wait, what was your, you were asking something before we got off. Uh, so track? your path, like where you, where you're yes. at now. Mm -hmm. And so 
yeah, when did you start kind of like what, what switch was flippery? Like, I'm going to start talking about this and sharing it. Um, I think that's scary for a lot of people. What switch flipped? I don't know. I think, okay. So I think I saw other creators on TikTok first. Cause at first I got into TikTok cause we we're all in quarantine. We didn't have nothing to do. Right. So I ended up being on TikTok, which is really funny because my mom actually got into TikTok before I did. And while we were under quarantine, she would always like, she would literally come in my room and she'd be like, do you want to make a TikTok? And I was like, no, I don't mom. I'm a full grown adult. Like I don't want to make TikToks. Like that's ridiculous. Get out of here. And then here I am like making TikToks all the time. But anyway, so, um, so I got onto witch talk and the spiritual talk and all mm-hmm. that. And I, I realized watching all these things, I was like, I have a lot of knowledge hmm. and I have a lot of experiences and stories to share. Like I, I have experienced a, a dummy amount of paranormal in my life and something weird happens like almost, almost every day, if not like once a week, like something beyond inex- inexplicable, um, so I just started sharing. I think I made one video. Um, I was like dancing to, I was singing emo songs and it got a lot of traction. And I was like, this is so much fun. And everybody was like, there was joy involved. And so then I just started sharing. Mm-hmm. And then um, I did one of those introduce yourself ones. And I mentioned alien abduction and everybody wanted to know. And so I was like, well, fine, I guess I'll share. And cause at first I don't, if I hadn't been prompted, I probably wouldn't have, but then I don't know. I just kind of, I wasn't afraid only because I didn't experience it alone. Like I had gotten taken with someone else who mm. can corroborate. I can never say that word. So for me, it was like, you can't tell me like I'm crazy or I'm this or that because the evidence is against you. And so that eliminated the fear for me. Yeah. It's a, it's a cool path. Uh, this quarantine has opened up so much for so right. many people. Oh yeah. Um, I always tell people, I was like, they're, they're, uh, grab the, their desperate grasp for power, um, in trying to quarantine doing all this lockdown was probably going to be their undoing. Mm. Um, just because so many people took the time, finally had the time, were given the time to sit there and think, I'm not happy. Why am I doing this? Why do we pay to live on earth? Why is everything the way it is? Why do I have to work 40 hours a week? Like, why is that the norm? And then it just started going. And then people started doing things for themselves for the first time. Cause then you had all these creators that were creating stuff cause they didn't have anything else to do. So they were like, Oh, I ate this, or this is my workout or this and that. And then I think it just exploded from there, you know? Yeah, I think it strengthened our our global community so much. Oh, absolutely. I think so. It's like I started a garden. I have my quarantine garden outside. Oh, dude. Yeah, I have a bunch of plants now. And like, dude, I had to buy two new bookshelves because I kept ordering books and I couldn't stop. And I already had a ton of books. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a really sweet time. And I think it's really important for for people to recognize that, you know, everyone talks about 2020, man, the worst year yet. But it's like, we yeah. can reframe that. And and I was talking to my friend about this recently and that like, there were some moments in my past, like, mm-hmm. you know, teenage years, blah, 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 all that, where right. I used to describe them as bad experiences. Like, oh, this person right. did this to me. But right. then I started to explain them at, in, in a different perspective where mm-hmm. it was actually like mm-hmm. really, like actually a good thing. And yeah. it was so much more fun to express it that way. 
And then it crystallized it because I told another fellow consciousness that that's how this happened to me. And they saw me then in that light. And it's so incredible how we can completely change the reality of something by how we perceive it and how we yes. explain it and talk about it. That's what I call alchemy. You're alchemizing. Mm. Um, I realized this, I had done a meditation. Um, this is actually when I fully understood that concept of alchemizing a memory, right? Um, I was doing a meditation. I just got out of a really bad, like toxic, abusive relationship. And so I was going through the whole, you know, heartbreak, all of that. And I was doing healing work. And my guides told me that they can help heal my heart wound, but the memory is a knife and it would just reopen every time that I thought about it. They're like, we can heal it, but you're just going to reopen it with the memory. Mm -hmm. And then they told me you have to alchemize the memory, the knife. And so then I had to, um, I changed the knife into a pearl. And then mm -hmm. from there, then I could do the healing work on my heart and think of the memory and it not cut me open again. And so that's when it clicked for me. I was like, we just have to alchemize the way we visualize the world. We just have to alchemize the way we look at everything. And it changes everything. Right. It literally base metals into gold. Like our thoughts <laughs> from bad thoughts into like very good thoughts. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it's, a, it's a hard, because um, uh, it definitely took years of reading lots of different books and going through different experiences and different heartbreaks um, for me to get to that point. But it's absolutely a thousand percent true. It just matters at how you look at the glass. Mm. Yep. The, the old adage is true. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's incredible. And I started my TikTok, yeah, during, during quarantine. And it was you know, I, I posted a video of some deer in my front lawn and I mm -hmm. put some Disney music behind it. And like <laughs> my friend was, she was like, you got to get on, you got to get on. Like you yeah. got to share these deer that you're sharing on Instagram because it's just interesting. And I was like, oh, okay. And yeah. so I shared it. And that was, you know, when I had the two followers and then like, I, I woke up the next day and there was like 200,000 views on it. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> that's like what happened to me. I like woke up the next day and my like alien video or something, it got like 250 like views or whatever. And I was like, what the heck is happening? And I couldn't even go through all the comments because there was like, there was too many. I was like, I don't know what to do. 250,000 views. Yeah, there was one because like my, my mom had seen an alien outside of our house or whatever. And so I made like a little clip, a clip of that. And I was like, what? Um, so it, I don't know, it was really cool. So I know what you mean, where you like literally wake up the next morning and you're like, I had 10 followers. <laughs> like what happened? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's really exciting. And I love the atmosphere, the ecosystem on TikTok because it's like very yes. entertainment driven. It's like, let's entertain mm -hmm. each other. Right. And, and I just love that because everyone thinks like, oh. well, how can I make this story more entertaining? Oh, what I think it, this just popped into my head. What's amazing about it is it's not just about the entertainment. It's about the joy. Mm. It's spreading knowledge through joy which yes. is so immensely valuable, like that. Okay. Sorry. I just yeah. wowed myself. Cause yeah, you're sharing knowledge through joy, which is like the, one of the highest vibrations you can be in. Mm. So we're literally raising our vibrations by just sharing joyfully. Yeah. 100%. Like that's insane. That's insane. It really is insane. And I don't think the creators knew their algorithm was going to do that. Yeah. No way. No way. <laughs> Yeah, they they created an entertainment algorithm. If somebody watches the full thing, it's a point. If someone right. likes it, you know, if they share it, it's like right. extra points. Right. Right. And so naturally, it creates this thing where if someone's feeling a ton of joy, they're going to do all those things. 
Right. Exactly. So I think that's kind of cool. And that's why, like I always say, you know what, love and joy will always win because you can't foresee how it's going to play out. Yeah. And everybody's always going to gravitate that way. Always. Yeah. I think naturally humans just want love and joy. Yeah. I think that's our natural state and we're trying to get back to it. I feel like we've been conditioned out of it. And now we're like, wait a second, this feels like crap. And now we're trying to scramble back to our true nature. Mm. Do you have any practices that you do to kind of step back into that joyous state? Uh, Like any rituals or... So I do do, I, I hate when I say that. Um, I have banishing rituals that I will do in my space, which is just cleansing and clearing. And that's just to keep everything out that's not mine, um, especially when you do, when you are online and you have all these like people and these mm. energies interacting. So I do that. So I keep my space, um, my space and, you know, seal all my mirrors, all that fun stuff. But really it's more about my energy And so what I'll do is when I wake up in the morning, I do all my affirmations and I say, you know, I'm going to make today, this today's going to be great. We're going to learn, we're going to do this stuff, you know, Mm. um, also a trick for affirmations is to ask it in a, like, say it in a form of a question, because if you say it in a question, your subconscious ego mind will try and solve it. So if you go like, why am I so smart? your brain will start being like, oh, it's because you do this and this and that and that. So you can reprogram your brain as you do your affirmations. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah. So I'll do those. I'll do affirmations. I have like a 10, 15 minute meditation that I'll do in the morning or in the middle of the day, just for a quick realignment. Um, like and eyes then closed focusing on breath. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like the, the Steve Nobel, that YouTube is super helpful because if I'm really not balanced, I'll do his guided ones and they super help. Um, and they're like 15 minutes long. He has like a defrag your mind, align with your higher self one, just like a regular alignment one, protection, cleanse and clearing for when you're super anxious that are like 10 minutes long. Yeah, no, they're amazing. I haven't checked yeah. out his meditations. I'll have to check those out. They sound great. Yeah, he's got higher light decrees too, which are basically like, you know, a, a form of affirmations. And I did one once that was like removing any and all programming that doesn't align with, you know, my highest light and good and all that. And I literally in, in the middle of the meditation or in the middle of the light decree, I sneezed the gnarliest sneeze as if my body was physically rejecting the programming. And I was just like, after I see this, I was like, what the heck just happened? I was like, I don't know, but I feel good. Like, <laughs> So yeah, just tricks like that. And um, my best advice for that kind of stuff is really following your intuition, following your gut, what feels right. Cause you, the way it was put to me is that you are blind, but your feet know the way, right? So you don't need to know why you're doing something half the time. Cause your intuition knows there's been so many times where I ended up doing something where I'm like, Ooh, I kind of feel this rock right now. And then I find out months later that it was perfect for the situation that I was in. And I didn't even know, you know? Yeah. And you mentioned uh, kind of banishing an energy and then some mm-hmm. mirror work. Can you describe what that might, I think oh, people yeah. might be interested okay. after like they want to, if they want to clear yeah. their space. Okay. So um, the banishing one was taught to me by an astrologer friend of mine. And I think he said it was high magic So it was working with archangels and doing the pentagram, um, on East, South, West, North. So Raphael, Michael, Gabriel, Uriel, and then visualization through it. 
um, for the space. I also will add, add Metatron and um, Sandalfon. I don't know if I pronounced his name right. And um, for Mir, yeah, he, uh, that's earth energy. Hmm. So you have Metatron of the cosmos and then, and I have like, I have a rudimentary understanding of it. I, I understand what they feel like more than I do like conceptual and like their history. Um, but yeah, for sealing mirrors, um, I also use Archangel Michael's light swords and Metatron's light grid to seal the grid so that um, no entities are using my grids or other magic users. <laughs> mirrors, like just your mirror in your house? All of them. Oh. I do them all. Yeah. And so like I'll do um, Michael's light sword in the center, top, left, right, bottom, front, back, and then seal it with the grid. It sounds like that's really cool. Uh, it sounds like you have a lot of these uh, kind of tips and tricks and, and yeah, that's why I started sharing. Cause when I was on like witch talk and stuff, I was like, Oh, I know these things or I know another way to do that. And like all of a sudden I was like, I need to share this. And I actually, um, I have so many drafts because I just can't like, I have so many tips that I can't post all in one day. <laughs> <laughs> because I keep coming up with more and more stuff. Like I probably should do the mirror ceiling one as a video because I feel like that's really important for people to know how to, mm -hmm. you know, keep their space safe. Yeah. So, so I don't much. know why I didn't think about doing that, but yeah. So um, yeah, just a sponge. I've been reading about this stuff for years. And then the rest I think comes from my claircognizance uh, because a lot of the times I'll just get the boop and I'm like, oh, okay, this is what I need to do. Yeah. That, that happens to mm -hmm. me in the sauna. Yeah, in the sauna i'm like That's sweating amazing. and all of a sudden my crown chakra opens up it just downloads of like oh share this yeah. TikTok, share this share this i'm like writing yeah. notes of the things to share on yeah i have like papers and notebooks and books everywhere so that no matter where i'm at when it when it hits i'm like oh oh and then i like write it down so i have like notes and things written on receipts and oh my god it's a mess it's yeah mess. downloads they're they're fun someone was like what when well, you keep saying downloads what do you mean by mm -hmm. that Oh, well, you know, sometimes just things enter your mind and, and it feels like, where did that come from? I actually ended up making a video on, on downloads and explaining, like explaining that because people yeah. were like, what does that even mean? And I was like, people... yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for people who are unfamiliar with some of these TikTok terms, like witch talk, uh, it's yeah. like, like there, there's, you can almost like find your way into different corners of TikTok based on like hashtags and then next yep. thing you know, like there's a bunch of people talking about spirituality or mm -hmm. witchcraft or, you know, all, all different sorts of things. So yeah, those are the different corners, different areas. Yeah. Um, when I, I, I got dumped recently and I ended up on like dumped, you know, like breakup TikTok for a while. And I was like, yo, yo, <laughs> this is, we're, we're, can we not do this right now? And then I got all the, the, you know, the tarot, the love tarot of, you're in separate. I'm like, yo, no, 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 get out of here. I was like, please just let me, where are the, where's the funniest stuff? <laughs> yeah. Be back on comedy TikTok. Yeah. I was like, I want to be back on comedy TikTok. I've already been crying. So you got dumped recently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. I think relationships are really, uh, probably one of the best awakening tools yes, that people can absolutely. use to, if like, if you want to expand very rapidly, get into a relationship, oh, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so 
So the, and the words, the words you use, I found to be fascinating to, to get dumped. Yeah, it's, it's a little oh, bit yeah. paradigm-y, but I'm curious <laughs> your, your experience with that. So what's, what's super amazing about this actually, which it took me a bit to get to this point, because I definitely went through the whole, like, you know, I was mad and then I was sad and yada, 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 but it, it was, I got love bombed. So, um, and this was the Jeez. second time I had been love bombed, which is a thing that people will do if they have, um, so it, it's not always, but, um, narcissistic, uh, borderline personality disorder, uh, bipolar, or, you know, if they have some sort of void that they're trying to fill, they will love bomb you. And this is, and, and I'm speaking of people who don't have it fully managed. So a lot of the times they're not even aware that they're doing it right. They're genuine when they're doing it, except for on like highly manipulative side, which I feel like is like maybe 1.01%, you know what I mean? Um, but basically when you get love bombed is when somebody, they meet you and within like the first few days of meeting you, they shower you with affection and attention and making plans and your future. And like, it's like, um, your classic, uh, romantic movie thing. Like what we've all seen in movies that they do. Like the, it was like a scene from the notebook, you know, how they just met and it was just like, you know, this whole thing. Um, so what was amazing about that whole situation was that I was able to bring attention to love bombing, but like, yo, look, this happened. This is a thing. And it also like alchemized my perception on love. And I realized that I had had false beliefs um, on, cause my favorite movie as a six-year-old was the Titanic. So, so I realized that I had had a false belief on the constructs of love and what a relationship should be and how it should start and like all those things. And because of that, I was choosing partners that were not great for me or not completely emotionally where they should be to be a solid partner. And so that's, what's cool about the whole situation was that I am now wiser for it. And I'm much closer to understanding unconditional love and building that rather than, you know, jumping into these. And I feel like a lot of us girls are like this with our Disney princess movies and the Titanic and the notebook and all this stuff is, you know, we, uh, we tend to get in the, into these abusive relationships and then try, you know, they're, Oh, this is my twin flame. This is that. Da, 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 da. And so, um, I was trying to alchemize that for other women as well to know your worth and, you know, make them get to know you. Don't let them just dump all this stuff on you. Cause a lot of the time, one, it's going to create, um, you'll get addicted to that person. So it, it creates a dopamine effect to where it's a, a love high basically. And you will have to detox off of it. There is a d literal detox when the relationship ends that you have to go through to be emotionally stable again, which is really interesting as well, which is more brain science side, but I'm getting lost in the details in my Virgo moon. And I totally got lost with what I was saying. But anyways, I was able to alchemize that experience, share it and hopefully give somebody that insight without them having to go through the heartbreak that I did. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. hey, I went through this darkness. This is what I learned this is what you should look out for and what you should know about. And then so that they can either avoid it and try to pick something that's healthier or two, if it's something that they did do now they can acknowledge it and be like, Oh, I didn't realize like I was love bombing somebody. Maybe this is something that I should address, you know? And so it's holding accountability for the behavior in a space of love of like, Hey, you know, this, this is not, this is not healthy. And, um, also, you know, people that they don't know that that's even a thing. You know, so the knowledge, light, that kind of thing. Sorry, I went yeah. on like a whole. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you got dumped. Yeah. 
Which sounds like a blessing in disguise. Yeah, it sparked my entire like movement into doing my own thing. Like days after, because um, I, I don't think I would have actually quit my job and focused 100% on myself had mm. that not happened. Because wow. I kept collapsing into relationships, right? So I would meet somebody and then put so much energy into it. And I think the universe was finally like, you know what? No, you need to do you right now and put that energy into yourself. So when that happened and then I took all that energy back and I cut all the ties, I removed all the attachments and started going. It's just like, I, I, I fully was able to step into my power at that point. So I think it was the, you know, the final tower moment to get me move in and put all of my energy back into myself so that I can properly share it out. Yeah. It's fun to hear you. Or empower. Yeah. Yeah. I I like, I like how you described it in in an empowering way, Uh, especially with the relationship. It's so easy to be a victim. Yes. I was, I was petty about it for a few days (laughs) before I changed, like I alchemized it, like, and let yourself feel what you feel. Like when you go through stuff and don't judge yourself, Um, it's when you resist feeling something to where it will get blocked inside of you and you'll have to deal with it later anyways. So if you're feeling something, just feel it out. Just don't do anything while you're feeling stuff, like go sit by yourself and just journal it out or whatever, Mm. or, you know, maybe vent to a a close friend that you trust and feel it out. Um, and don't judge yourself. Yeah. I love that. Feel it fully. It's good to feel emotions. Last night I was feeling, uh, emotions. I was feeling sadness, like not really knowing where it was coming from. So I just Uh meditated with it and just, I was like, okay, I'm going to feel this fully and just allowed it to just encapsulate, you know, little tears coming down and just like, Oh uh, yeah. (laughs) I know that life. (laughs) (laughs) I know that life really well. (laughs) It's like, yeah, yeah, it's interesting. Cause sometimes, especially like with repressed emotions, like as a male, um, oh, it's, yeah. it's sometimes difficult because, uh, we aren't taught to express emotions. Like my female friends, I love how they just like cry all the time. It's yeah. Cool. I'm like, you're so lucky. Like crying is the best feeling ever. Uh, but like, yeah, to hold it in, sometimes you don't know like where these emotions come from. They're just mm-hmm. there. So it's good to give them mm-hmm. space and like love to be and to express. Right, exactly. And it gets difficult too. So I feel like people that are first starting out and they're starting to dig into all these emotions Uh, what gets difficult too, is certain triggers or things that will end up making you sad. Like the, where it actually originates and where that feeling originates sometimes is so far back from the present moment. Um, And then it, then it starts getting really interesting because then you realize, oh man, you know, I feel this way and I get this sad sometimes because I repressed and denied myself feeling this when I was nine and this happened, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's, it's um, important to feel what you're feeling and then be like, okay, where does this come from? why do I feel this way? You know, and don't rationalize it away, but just be like, well, how come? Like, why are you sad? And then you can go even further and then you can, then you can feel what you refuse to feel and then you're good. And that's how you heal yourself. Mm. Um, or at least how my experience, how I did it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's so good to, to, it's like a lot of people, I I have yet to do ayahuasca. Uh, I've, I've tried many different plants. Mm -hmm. Uh, medicines but you know a lot of people describe that as like you go back into a childhood memory and get to relive trauma but from a different perspective where mm-hmm. you get to oh okay like I see where they were coming from and it's just you know it helps kind of iron out that thing that was stuck 
Right, exactly. And so basically I just do that, but without ayahuasca. Perfect. <laughs> That's even <easier. laughs> Um, So you've mentioned uh, a lot of paranormal things. I'm curious, yes. like what's like one of the most like visceral or like um, uh, tangible experiences you've had with some sort of paranormal? Oh my gosh, there's so many. Um, I have seen things move doors slam glass slide across the counter um i've been oh my gosh this the sleep paralysis with nightmares with i mean all sorts of stuff i mean you name it i've seen it or felt it myself like it's i used to have a tv it would turn on and off really fast um yeah doors opening and closing all sorts of stuff yeah (laughs) Do you know uh, any of your past lives? Um, I'm familiar with one, potentially. I haven't actually like fully done a regression on anything yet. Um, But there was one, I was a Chinese woman. I worked in a holy temple and my job was a caretaker of the temple and people that were there. Like I was a caretaker in some way. Um, and that's all I know. And this was like long time ago, like a couple thousand years, nice. I think. I don't know. I'm not yeah. sure. I'd have to double check with the lady that I talked to with it. Yeah. The human experience is pretty magnificent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm sure that's coming up for me soon is Akashic records and all that stuff. I just haven't, I haven't done it yet. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't done a regression either. Past life regression hypnotherapy session. Uh, I would mm-hmm. love to, and I'd love to record it and perhaps release it if it feels relevant. Right, right. Um, but I mean, the, the subconscious mind, when you can go into the subconscious and just, it'll literally tell you anything. Like a lot of Dolores Cannon's materials where she talks to the superconscious. Right. Anything. You could ask it any, absolutely anything. Um, so as we, as we come to an end, before we do, I want to... Uh, have people be able to to get a hold of you and and follow you and you know see what you're up to. I know you're about to release a website and all that. Yeah. So how can people get a hold of you? Okay, so you can follow me on Instagram, which is Apache underscore Rose with two E's. Um, I usually post my updates on my stories there, and then my TikTok handle is obviously the same. Um, yeah, so you can reach me through Instagram DMs for now. The launch date for everything that I'm creating. And like, so my website and some other things is December 19th at 2.50 PM. So as it gets, yeah. So as it gets closer, I'll release more teasers and things like that, um, of what's going to be on the website, but for sure, what's on the website is for you to be able to book tarot readings with me, um, and some other things as well. Mm, That's fun. That's fun. I love that. I love that. It's just starting out. It's, it's, yeah, I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah. Launching. I've, I've started many different online companies and there's something just, there's so much fun about like, fi- like you work on it, you work on it, you work on it, you finally release it and people get to come and visit and see it. Right. Exactly. So, um, I've been working like a madman on it, um, and trying not to burn myself out. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I'm really excited. Yeah. That balance is important. Uh, in, in the startup world, we used to talk about, it was like almost, uh, romanticized where it's like you stay up all night you drink monster energy drinks and like you know it's like wait no (laughs) that may work for like five days but then you're gonna have to get sick or sleep for a week 
Yeah, no, I used to do that. I used to game and I would drink like three or four monsters um, <laughs> during my gaming sessions. And you can do that for a solid 28 hours. Wow. Then you crash. Yeah. Just from experience can confirm you can make it about 28 hours um, <laughs> before you go down. Yeah, I have been there. I have definitely <laughs> been there. Um, so yeah, following you on TikTok and on Instagram and people could potentially start to, uh, get some readings from you, mm-hmm. which yep. sounds, sounds really cool. And I imagine your website will be your name. Yes. So everything is under Apache Rose. Um, and I did get that, um, it's an LLC, um, and everything. Nice. So it's all official. official. Um, I'm a business owner. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are. That's so, great. Yeah. It's all going to be under Apache Rose just to make it like super simple. Yeah, that's, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Yeah. Well, uh, you are a light on this planet and I appreciate that you've been fully activated to share. That's really wonderful. Um, do you have any, any last things to share with people? Um, Well, I guess, okay, so I'll just make the announcement on here then because I haven't really said anything. But so what I'm launching on the 19th is my website and a YouTube channel. So I'm going to be creating videos on just your basic, these are things you should know in the beginning of your journey kind of deal. Um, It's going to be like all these books that I I read, a very quick summarized version of it. So you can get the gist and the important information, um, things like that. So yeah, the YouTube is going to be launched then as well. So I'll be launching my first video, um, that day. So that's kind of what I'm working on. And I was trying to like, keep it secret, but I couldn't do it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, ladies and gentlemen, you're here first. Exactly. (laughs) Why this specific date and time? Astrologically, it is the best time to launch a new business. Hmm. So how do you choose uh, a good launch date? Um, I have an astrologer friend because astrology is a complicated language that I am not fluent in. I've got a decent amount of knowledge, but I cannot read day-to-day stuff and all that. So, um, yeah, find yourself an astrologer and that's their passion. And that's what they do. Cause it is a whole language and it is to be interpreted just like tarot readers are interpreting cards. Astrologers are interpreting the planets. Mm. and like what's going on so find yourself a good astrologer and change your life <laughs> <laughs> indeed i feel as though uh i i can feel the energies of, of astrology you know sometimes i'm oh, just like absolutely. i don't feel like creating i think right now is a resting time so it'd be nice mm-hmm. if someone was like okay michael you're going to have a rest period <laughs> so different days of the week are associated with different planets so um there are certain days that are associated with rest depending on the the planet so like uh, monday is the moon so moon is a good day so mondays are a good day for reflection uh, integration things like that so there is there is that actually um then that's kind of i wrote it on a calendar so i can keep track um i forget which days are like uh, uh, Friday is Venus. So things for beauty and things like that. Hmm. Um, there is a day for Mars. I can't remember if it's Wednesday or Thursday. Mars is a good, obviously, day for action, taking action, things like that. And this is also another way that you can choreograph your spell work if you're Wiccan or Druidic or whatever and you do spells, pay attention to the day is week because that can amplify what you're doing as well. See, I don't know. I just know stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. It's insightful. It's like reading the language of the universe. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. 
Do you want to share your friend, your, your astrologer friend's name? If, yes, if it's core. Hold on one sec. Let me find it. Uh, I know. Nope. Oh my, I'm trying to find him on TikTok real quick. Yeah. Um, yeah I feel like people will be interested to, to. Right. Is so there... it's, yeah, it's core underscore J. So K O R underscore J A Y. And he does have a YouTube where he does the collective readings for your rising sign mm. as well on YouTube. Um, but he's extremely knowledgeable. I always learn something from him and it's amazing. Ah, go core. But yeah, he helped me, um, pick a launch date for everything. Um, and went through the whole thing. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. I love yeah. that. I love that. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing everything you share. And I can't wait to see this YouTube channel launch and everything launch for you. I'm so excited and like nervous because I'm a perfectionist and my Virgo moon is like, oh my gosh, it has to be perfect. And I'm like, oh, I don't know how to do this computer stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, if you need any computer help, that is my forte. Feel free to reach out. Okay. Anytime. Thank you. I'm sure I'll run into a roadblock and be like, uh, what does this mean? Yeah. Feel free. And uh, perhaps we can do like an Instagram live when... When it launches, just let people know. Yeah, that'd be fun. I'd be super down. Cool. Yeah. Well, I love your vibes and uh, this has been fun. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. This was a lot of fun. (laughs) Yeah. And thank you guys for tuning into this episode of Deep Shift. Uh, Stay tuned for more episodes. Much love and peace.